Thank you for joining us. God sent his only son, his sinless son, to die on Calvary's cross for you and me. Because of Jesus' sacrificial death, the gift of eternal life is available to anyone who chooses to receive it. Without the shed blood of Jesus, there would be no redemption for our sins. The Bible tells us that there is no salvation in any other. Without his selfless sacrifice, we would have no hope and no victory. Praise God for the gift of salvation and everlasting life. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. The Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 14a says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In 1 John 3, 5, it also says, You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins and there is no sin in him. Now, in the Old Testament economy, uh, they offered up bulls and, and goats and doves and all of these things covered sins but did not permanently take away sins. But thanks be to God today that when Jesus shed his blood on Calvary, uh, his blood not only covered sin, but it took away sins to the glory of God. I'm glad today. And that's enough to rejoice in the marvelous truth that there's power in the blood. So much blood that it cleanses us from our sin, our sins and all of the things that God hates. Beloved, Jesus had a real human body of flesh and blood. If there were no bodily resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's life. If there were no resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's ministry. If there were no resurrection, it would have discredited our Lord's words. The death of Jesus is just as important as the resurrection of of Christ because if there were no death, there could be no resurrection. Uh, here are some uh, very crucial and important scriptures as it relates to the death of Christ. Jesus died in his body on an old rugged cross. Allow me to give you a few scriptures to substantiate that. In the book of Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us in his body on that tree. Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 28 says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, of many to those who eagerly wait for him. He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. First Peter chapter two, verse 24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And then finally, first Peter, these are just a few. First Peter chapter three, verse 18 says, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. That's why that, that's what his death was all about, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, 
but made alive by the spirit. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Beloved, the incarnation is about God becoming man to die, a, to die in a real human body, to take away our sins, and without it, there would be no resurrection. What makes the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Number three, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important because absolutely no one can be born again apart from believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is so important because absolutely no one can be born again apart from believing in the resurrection. Only a risen Savior who conquered death can save lost souls from eternal damnation. The resurrection of Christ is the heart of the gospel and is the capstone of the Christian faith. Without it, there is no salvation. The gospel is summed up in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, which says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Beloved, this is the gospel in a nutshell. Do you really believe this? Do you believe that he was born Do you believe that he was virgin born? Do you believe that he lived that most holy life? Do you believe that he was without sin? Do you believe that he took up an old rugged cross and he died on that cross as a substitutionary uh, lamb, the lamb of God in our place on our behalf to atone and take away sins? Do you believe he was buried according to the scriptures? And do you believe that our Lord rose again? Beloved, do you believe this? It's the only way you can be saved. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast, Hold that word. If you hold fast that which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. These verses are saying we must hold firmly to the gospel, which is to keep on believing and never let our faith go. Never let the gospel go. Never doubt the gospel, but stand fast in the gospel. Stand firm in the faith. Stand firm uh, hold fast to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is validated also by the New Testament. The New Testament is replete with scriptures as it relates to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, Luke 24, chapter 24, verses 2 and 3 says, But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Romans 6, 5 says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6, 5. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 says, but you deny the holy one and the just and ask for a murderer to be granted to you and kill the prince of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. In Acts chapter 26, verse 23, it says that the Christ would suffer 
that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 4 verse 33 it says, And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. The resurrection is all through the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 21, it says, For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. Who raised him from the dead. Beloved, there is a preponderance of evidence to substantiate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the grave. And those are just a few scriptures I have read to you. Jesus rose from the grave. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. What makes the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus Christ is the son of God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Romans chapter one, verse four says, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ is not a legend. Jesus Christ is not a myth. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is not a fable, a fairy tale, or a figment of one's imagination. The tomb is really empty, and Jesus Christ is the living, resurrected Savior. I love that passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 27 through 29, which says, Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Now, why did he say that? When he put his hands in his side, he realized that he was looking at the the risen Savior, the resurrected Savior. He was astonished as, as, as well as the rest of the apostles. And Jesus had told him all along during his earthly life. That he would come and he would suffer and that he'd be spat upon and that he would down a tree and be buried and rose again. And they didn't believe. And they were astonished. So astonished that when when Thomas put his hands in the side of the Lord Jesus, all he could say with with great uh, exclamation, my Lord and my God. Verse 29, Jesus said to Thomas. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Then he says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Beloved, our faith is greater than Thomas's or the disciples and the disciples because uh, they believe because they had a chance to touch and see and experience this post-resurrection experiences. But we believe, even though we have not felt the prince in his side, or his hands, we believe, which makes our faith even the greater. Number five, what makes the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? The resurrection of Jesus Christ is proof that there is a coming day of judgment. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is proof that there is a coming day of judgment. 
As we behold all of the wickedness, perversion, sexual immorality, theft, idolatry, as we behold in our nation and world the deception, the evil, the injustice, euthanasia, abortion of innocent babies, mass shootings, scams, and price gouging during this pandemic, the holiness of God demands a day of reckoning. In Acts chapter 17, verses 30 through 31, it says, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Beloved, in the midst of sin, And the devastating consequences of it in the midst of sickness, injustice, pain, depression, suicide, in the midst of fear, in in the midst of the coronavirus and the death of people everywhere. We need to humble ourselves. It is time for us to repent and it's time for us to turn to Jesus that he would heal our nation and our land of viruses and sin and diseases. I love that great passage found in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, which says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Yes, this is a time for us to be turning to Christ, crying out to God, repenting, soul searching, soul evaluation, And all of these kinds of things, getting right with God, humbling ourselves before God so that God can move amidst our nation, heal and heal our sin and our land. Number six, the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us a sure hope in the midst of persecution. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives a sure hope in the midst of persecution, trials, tribulation, sickness, and even death. In other words, if it were not for the resurrection, we would have blasted hopes and shattered dreams and have nothing to live for, resulting in the tribulation of this world overcoming us. Let me say that again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us a sure hope, a blessed hope in the midst of all the persecution and trials and tribulation and sickness and death. If there were no resurrection, we would have blessed hopes and shattered dreams and would have nothing to live for, resulting in the tribulations of this world overcoming us. First Peter chapter one, verse three says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Beloved, there is no hope in alcohol. And so many people are turning to alcohol now uh, because there's no football, there's no basketball. People are uh, in homes and some people need to be at home because they're rarely at home. And so God has driven people home. Even if they don't want to be home, they've been mandated by the circumstances to go home. And some people, even though they're at home, uh, they, 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 they are upset, they're disgruntled because they're at home. Home is a good place to be for a while. So you can get to know one another so you can reacquaint yourselves so that you can be family so that you can reconnect 
so that you can be refreshed and so that you can talk about the things of God and rediscover who God is. Beloved, there is no hope in alcohol. There is no hope in drugs and weeds and meths and all these things, opioids. Uh, There's no hope in the government. There's no hope in the stock market. You can't put your hope in the economy. Don't put your hope in people or the pleasures or things of this world. Without the life of God in your soul, there is no hope in this world. When people avoid of Christ in their hearts, they turn to cheap substitutes which leaves them empty. When they are without Christ in in their hearts, they get confused and worried. They become fearful, depressed, and suicidal. But we who know Christ and have the life of God living in our soul, we have hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have a living hope. Our hope is in Christ. Number seven, the resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus conquered And is victorious over sin. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus conquered and is victorious over sin, Satan, death, and the grave. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. Hebrews 2.14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, same what? Flesh and blood, yet without sin, you see, that through death he might destroy him, the devil, who had the power of death, that is, the devil. The scripture says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 through 55, so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? You see, my friends, the resurrection of Jesus is the most powerful victory that transcends any other victory in all of creation and in all of human history of which nothing else can be compared. In closing, Luke 24, chapter 24, and verse 8 says, and they remembered his words. You need to underline that. They and they remembered his words. Beloved, we need to take these words to heart as we witness the devastating effects of the coronavirus. We need to remember the words of the Savior. As we see people all around us suffering, we need to remember the words of the Savior. As we see the medical professionals sacrificially serving patients who are critically ill and diseased, we need to remember the words of our Savior. As we see scientists scurrying, trying to find cures for this deadly virus. We need to remember the words of our Savior. As we see people living in fear of whether or not they're going to catch the virus, and if so, will they survive it? We need to remember the words of our Lord, of our Lord, which is so comforting. The words of our Lord is so reassuring. The words of our Lord is so therapeutic. 
and healing during these difficult days of our nation and world. Remember what words John 16, 33, which says these things I have spoken to you that in me, in Christ, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation. And that's what we're experiencing now. We're experiencing tribulation. It is not just just in America. It's on all the continents and all the nations. It's, it's, this is a global thing. And it's a wake up call to get right with God now. Remember the words of our Savior. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And just as Jesus has overcome the world, with the help of Almighty God, we will overcome this virus. And we can walk in confident expectation that it's going to be all right because our God is on the throne. He's in control and he's not the least bit bothered by a virus or any other thing. He permits these things to come because of sin, our sins, to get our attention, to drive us back to the Savior and to let us know that we need to get right with God. Beloved, the same God who conquered sin The same God who conquered Satan, the same God who conquered death and the grave will conquer the coronavirus and all of its devastating effects. It is absolutely urgent that you place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, right this very moment. Accept Christ now and he will give you his rest. You accept the Lord Jesus Christ now. He will give you his peace. If you accept Jesus Christ now, he will give you his hope. In a world that's filled with fear, in a world that's filled with despair and trouble, let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid because our Lord has risen from the dead. And for this, we are glad. For this, we are thankful. For this, we can praise God through trials and tribulation, knowing that we can't go anywhere until the Lord says so. Matter of fact, you won't even die, that's a bold statement, until. The plan of God is fulfilled in your life. (laughs) That's a big statement. Until the plan of God is fulfilled in your life. Remember all these things. Remember all the times you could have died. You've you've gone through um, uh, horrific accidents. You've gone through surgeries. You've gone through all kind of calamities. You've had some of you perhaps been robbed. Some of you've seen some things in your life where you just knew death was going to grab you right then, but it didn't happen. Why? It was not your time. And if it's not your time, you are not going anywhere. Believest thou this? So hold your head up. 
live in hope, look uh, uh, in confident expectation that God is your refuge and an ever-present help in the time of storms, calamities, and crisis. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And all God's children said, Amen. And Father, we thank you for this message. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for the events surrounding your death, your burial, and your resurrection. And help us not to be so virus-focused that we're no longer Christ-focused. Help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus and know that you will make a way when there seems to be no way. We thank you that it's going to be all right because we have a living hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are our blessed assurance. We are glad. We are thankful. Help us to praise our way through the issues of life, the trials of life, the crisis of life. Help us to worship you. And when we worship you in spirit and truth, you have a way of calming our fears, our worries, and our anxieties. Thank you for what you're doing now and you're going to do. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. To help reduce and contain the spread of the coronavirus, Maranatha Bible Church will no longer hold in-person worship services for the foreseeable future. You can continue to enjoy Pastor Draper's teachings through audio messages and worship services by clicking the Sermons tab at www.maranathasa.org, calling 210-821-5683, or visiting Maranatha's Facebook page.